Welcome to Beyond Synth. Please note, Beyond Synth is an explicit program and may contain inappropriate language. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Hey there, welcome to the show. This is episode 174 of Beyond Synth, and we are in the home stretch now, the end of season six. Just a few more episodes to go, so I'm trying to wrap things up, and hopefully I can uh, get to all the stuff before the, uh, the season ends, so we can start fresh for season seven. That's the plan. I've got a bunch of changes coming to the show, which um, I may or may not tell you about until they just happen and then it'll be all exciting but look let's uh get the show started let's listen to some cool music um oh yeah on the show today is fm 84 we'll talk about that in a bit but uh first we shall listen to some tunes so i don't know where the hell this guy came from but he's awesome uh he's called kid burn and uh is fucking good stuff man so here is alone by kid burn But I'm asking for a night with you and 
And that was Kid Burn with the track Alone. And uh, and that's a good one. You should go check out uh, Kid Burn. He, he makes some uh, really good tunes. And I should point out, I'm not going to play the jingle, but we have some new patrons this week. So we got Barry Birch. Thank you, Barry Birch, for uh, supporting Beyond Synth. You're very cool, and I appreciate it. And we have another new donor, and this one... <laughs> how do I say this? Theory Shork? The- the- theory. It's T-H-I-E-R-R-Y, and then Shork. S-C-H-O-R-K. Is that Theory? Is it like Theory? Anyway, look, thank you uh, for supporting the show. Theory Shork. And if I'm saying it wrong, let me know. There's a very good chance that I am. And uh, and also that song was brought to you by Sarah Buchelman, the queen of the Pattersons. <laughs> That's right. We've got some truly wonderful uh, supporters of Beyond Synth. You guys are the best. So I think what we'll do today is we'll do a promo theory with Color Theory, and I think I will take a listener call, because the interview I did with FM84 this time was a little bit shorter than normal conversations. And the reason why I waited so long, because as many of you who pay attention to the show, you know that I recorded the FM84 show the week after the Midnight Show. And I think some of you were assuming it was going to be the show after the Midnights, but there was just some damn technical difficulties. You'll hear about them in the show. Because <laughs> it was like the first few minutes of the show I was complaining. For some reason, my... Um sound recorder was picking up a radio station and it's never done that before. And that's the thing, you can never be too prepared. When I recorded with The Midnight, uh, I had a few microphones that I had rented and uh, just as I think Tim was talking, it started cutting in and out. And then I looked like a hero because I just pulled out another microphone. I'm just like, oh, that one's wrong. And I just swapped it out, swapped in a new one real fast. And they were joking with me like, oh, professional, you know, because I was like, I quickly solved the problem. But then with FM84, we started recording and all of a sudden the microphones were picking up like radio signals really faintly. And it was also messing with the the actual quality of the sound a bit. And I've just never had that happen. And I did not have the the knowledge of how to remedy the situation. So I'm sure now someone's going to email and be like, oh, did you make sure your fucking thing was grounded with a fucking QZ fucking meter or whatever? You know, like, I didn't know. I think I did sort of solve it, but it was still... Anyway, look, the point is you can never predict the problems you will have, only that you will have a lot of problems, because that seems to be what always happens. Anyway, let's uh, listen to another song, because that's uh, what we do here. And this, of course, brought to you by my lovely Patreon supporter, Chris Dance. Chris Dance, who was the king of the Pattersons, who still technically is the king, I guess. He's been dethroned temporarily by Sarah Buchelman, but Chris Dance is uh, one of the the most loyal supporters of Beyond Synth, and so um, I will always be grateful to you, my friend. So look, let's listen to a song. So these guys go by Boo, B-O-O, but it stands for Battery Operated Orchestra, and uh, this track is called The Sea.
And that was The Sea by Battery Operated Orchestra, or Boo! But I like the sound of Battery Operated Orchestra better, but I guess it's really long. Anyways, uh, that was a cool track. Uh, that was brought to you by my lovely Patreon supporters. With the 4488, it's Jacob Wick, and I have to say thank you, Jacob Wick, because Jacob Wick, he was getting rid of some Lego, and uh, and he knows that I like Lego, and so he sent me a box of Lego. And uh, I fucking love it. I've got a Lego collection going on that I've been working on for years. I just love Lego. And my plan is to, in my childhood house, to have some sort of a, like a Lego room with like a big table with just like a big bucket that's like the size of a table just full of Lego because I like to build things. I'm not really like a, I don't really build Lego with the instructions so much. I just like to have pieces and then build like castles and made up spaceships and stuff because I am a child, even though... (laughs) Hey, well, look, man, Lego's fun. You know it's fun. And uh, and I should also mention uh, Lucas Ceballos, who was in the $25 club, but Lucas has upgraded his support. That's right, Lucas is now in the 2666 club. You know, those triple sixes, I see those. I know your game, Lucas. Evil. The point is, the listeners of Beyond Synth are awesome, and I'm so I'm so glad. It does make me uh, uh, very happy, and so I hope to be able to do the show for a long time. And I hope you guys are uh, excited for the changes coming in season seven. To be fair, it's going to be <laughs> it's, the show is going to be the same, but I'm um, let's just say I'm streamlining it a bit. I think that's the the proper wording. And what else? There's a there's a thing coming up called Synth Aid, which is a compilation album. I think we talked about the one they did last year, and I think they're doing it again this year, Synth Aid 2018. And I think it's going to be four, if I read this correctly, four 16-track albums from artists all over the synthwave scene, and uh, it's in aid of the Environmental Defense Fund, I think, if I read that correctly. Anyways, I don't know. I think that's starting up soon, but, you know, go check out Synthageddon on Twitter, at Synthageddon, so that's what, S-Y-N-T-H-A-G-E-D-D-O-N. I think by next week, that starts up. Synthaid. It's nice, you know, there have been a bunch of uh, synthwave compilation albums that have gone towards uh, good causes, and there was that Chiptunes for Autism as well. But that was more chiptune music. So don't forget, yeah, synth, synth, uh, synthageddon. Lots of synth. My brain can't handle all this. I need a spreadsheet to remind myself all the projects that are going on and who everybody is because, uh, I am an old man who plays with Lego. All right, so let's, uh, listen to another track and then maybe we'll go do some promo theory with color theory. So this track is brought to you by my friends in the $25 club. There's Clint Dowling, Tim Carlton, Johnny Five, and Emilio Astavez. And here is a song by Ozimov, O-Z-I-M-O-V, from the album Space Transmission, and this is Ground Connection.
right, that was a funky one. That was Azimov from the album Space Transmission. That was Ground Connection. Brought to you by my lovely Patreon supporters in the $25 Club, Chris Williams, Christian James, and Joey and Kendra. And if you want to support Beyond Synth like these awesome people, you can go to patreon.com slash beyondsynth. All right, uh, let's, uh, let's do a quick chat with Color Theory. All right. Well, we're here with Mr. Brian Hazard, Color Theory, right now for some more promo theory. Ooh. <laughs> hello, hello. How's it going, man? It's going great. Thank you. How are you? I'm all right. How's your week? Oh, it's good. Trying to be productive, you know. Cool, man. So what's on tap for this week? I wanted to talk about a little strategy that I use to build my Spotify following. How would you guess that someone goes about building their uh, followers on Spotify? I have no idea. I have a Spotify account. Mm-hmm. I had a paid one for like a month and I was like, meh. I pay, uh, I think it's 15 bucks a month for a family plan, which is six accounts. So it's like my whole family. And then I got my mom and dad on it too. So it's, it's a pretty good deal, but I got my mom and dad on crack. <laughs> That's a lot more expensive. I bet it is. Anyway, go on. Sorry. That's yeah. <laughs> that was worth it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. So you would think my advice would be, okay, build Spotify followers. Like you got to ask on social media to follow me on Spotify for my latest release or put a follow button on your website. And those things are all great, but I kind of had a shortcut. I had a contest on a site called Gleam, gleam gleam.io. And it's a site, you, you may have seen the widget from this site before, but so for my, for my thing, I partnered with a company called Roly who makes these controllers. There's a little square controller that's little like LED lights and there's keyboard controllers that have squishy keys that you can slide your fingers up and down and push and you can do vibrato. Anyway, they're really cool keyboard controllers. I've done a few different things with that company. And so we did this promotion together and they agreed to give away a Roly Seaboard block, which is a small keyboard, like a four three or $400 keyboard. And so people... Wait, is that that weird black one that's like... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What does that thing feel like to touch? (laughs) Sensual. Uh, Well, no, because I look at the picture and I'm like, I I don't have a sense of what it feels like. It's squishy. It's, uh, it feels really nice. But do you get the same satisfaction like when you're playing songs with it? Like, does it not feel weird? It's a different sort of satisfaction. Okay. It's wonderful for... They have their own synth called Equator. Uh, and there are patches designed for it. These are the most expressive kind of sounds I've ever played with because they're, you can move your finger in so many different ways and have and affect the sound in, mm. in a lot of different ways. So it's a lot more organic and tactile and, and you really press into the key. It's, it's a cool feeling. But if you want to play back a piano sample, it's terrible. So you got to know what it's for. And I mean, I've already got an 88 key piano controller for for my piano stuff so it's cool but la di da yeah well i i won it it was a it was a prize i wouldn't have bought it myself but it was a, a songwriting that john lennon songwriting contest for many years back what 
um, that I won a bunch of stuff for. It was pretty cool. But, oh, okay. But it was like a $2,300 piano controller. So Jesus. It's a Roland FP7. Good prize, man. Well, it was one of many. I got like $8,500 worth of prizes. I got like this really fancy guitar that I had to eBay because I don't play guitar. And I've got two of those Roly Seaboard blocks. And I've got like six of the other blocks, the little square controllers that have the same feel. Anyway, okay. So that's that's not really the point. The point is um, <laughs> they, <laughs> they put one up for the promotion. So what we did was with Gleam.io, what you do is you can set conditions for people to enter the prize and you can set up a ton of different conditions if you want. So we had sign up for Roly's email updates and then sign up for my email updates and follow me on Spotify, which is the main point of the topic here. Right. Um, you could download their app from the uh, iOS app store and you can refer friends. So that way it kind of goes viral. It was really cool. And I got, so that was, I think we just had it up for a few days. You know, the widget, they shared it on their socials. I shared it on my socials. The refer friends is a way to get more entries. So if you refer other people by sharing the widget and other people actually use it and enter the contest, you get more entries. And so we got a grand total of almost 6,000 different actions. So over 2,000 people signed up for Roly's uh, email updates and I got like 1,700 and I got over 1,000 Spotify followers. This was a while ago. These people haven't like unfollowed me or anything. Mm-hmm. I've got a little over 3,000 Spotify followers. So that was like a third of them all in one fell swoop. And because Roly put up the... Uh, the gear. I mean, it cost me nothing. So what people have to do is just be really good songwriters <laughs> so that companies will partner with you and then everything's fine. Well, or... Yeah, I mean, like I'm, make, I'm making fun of you for being a good songwriter. There's the weirdest burn in history. Like, exactly. Yeah, fuck you, you good. talented idiot. <laughs> well, I, I don't know that that's. I, I don't know how they found me in the first place, to be honest. But um, yeah, I, yeah, I don't remember. I think maybe when I posted, uh, I did a, a Metallica cover on one of their keyboards because I told you how expressive you can be. I did. Um, Fade to Black, which is my favorite Metallica song. Mm. The guitar solo is really expressive, and I played it on one of their keyboards and put that video, and that got lots of plays. So, so the whole that's... idea, like when you press down the note, you're like sli- you slide your finger up, and it like pitch bends and shit. Uh, well, you'd have to slide it left to right to pitch bend, but yeah, you could slide it up, and it might change the tone in one way. You can wiggle it back and forth, like you would see a violinist do on the on the board. And, oh yeah, 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 yeah. All right, look, uh, I want to keep talking, but let's uh, listen to a track first, all right? And this is uh, this track is brought to you by my lovely Patreon supporters, Gregorio Franco and Mike Shima in the $25 Club. And this track is called Comrades by Rodney Cromwell. Just 
And that was Rodney Cromwell with the track Comrades, uh, brought to you by my lovely Patreon supporters. Assy Dre in the $16 Club. Wait, did you upgrade your support? Assy Dre has upgraded his support. Thanks, dude. You're a cool guy. You know I like cool guys. Anyways, look, we are back with Color Theory right now doing promo theory. And you were just telling me about your keyboard. You have one of those rolly seaboard things, which seemed really interesting to me. So I want to know, like, what like, what do you think it looks like underneath? Like, if you took the black surface off, what would be under there? Oh, no idea. No idea. It's got to be like just a bunch of crazy sensors and stuff, right? Like, yeah. I mean, it's it's they call it five dimensions of touch. Maybe that's a that's kind of just a fancy marketing thing. Mm. But yeah, it's really expressive. But I should mention too, um, there was a cost to it for me. Gleam has a lot of different pricing plans. You can set up one of these contests totally for free, but for a Spotify follow action, you have to have at least at the time you had to be on their $50 plan. So I did the $50 plan for one month and then canceled it. So it was 50 bucks for what on my end out of my pocket. But what's the $50 for? For the company that hosts the widget Gleam. Yeah, gleam.io. Gleam. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it doesn't need to be Spotify. I mean, if you're big on SoundCloud, there are SoundCloud follow widgets. Um, there's Facebook and Instagram. Unfortunately, I think they changed their API. You can't like make people follow you on Instagram. You can make people watch your YouTube video. That might be something good for you, actually. If you, you talked about doing a Facebook promotion with a video, if you had that video hosted on YouTube, you could have a contest and then people, you know, could enter by watching the video. I think though Facebook uh. ads want it to be a Facebook video. I think that's a thing. Like it has to be hosted on Facebook for you to boost it as a ad. Yes. But then you could put the same video on YouTube and yeah. host it from that for the contest. But yes, native video is favored. Yeah, on Twitter too, when you post a, U- a YouTube link, you can't just hit the play button in your stream. Like it, they discourage you from hosting video offsite mm-hmm. on all social networks now. Yeah, it's a little annoying, but they're all sort of connected in some ways too. Well, Facebook and Instagram are the same company, so yeah. yeah. The ugly truth. But anyway, yeah, so that is uh, that is one way to get a 1,000 Spotify followers or really anything you want to do on social media or any of these services. Gleam.io probably has a way to let that be a way for people to enter your contest. If it's follow you on Twitter, that's fine. So you can kind of roll it however you want it. But it's a, it's a fun thing to try at least once. I guess I haven't tried it again, but I imagine I get a lot of repeat customers and so that probably wouldn't provide the same value. Mm-hmm. But it's worth trying once because like I said, 50 bucks, over a thousand new Spotify followers and almost 2000 new email addresses on my mailing list. And neither of those have like evacuated after the, uh, after the contest, they've pretty much stuck with me. I haven't done a mailing list post in like a year. Ooh. I, I started a mailing list and then I, there's too many things for me to do. Yeah. I just, I forget. That's why I said when I did those single releases last year. I just, I made like a checklist and I refine it every month. And yeah, the mailing list is a big part of that. I get the best engagement. You know, I've got 2.5 million followers on Twitter, but I will get way more clicks with an email to 8,000 people right now is what it is. Way more from that than on Twitter. Well, that's good to know. See, I got to keep up on this, man. It's been so long that I don't even remember how to use the fucking mail monkey or whatever the hell I was using. Oh, MailChimp. MailChimp's the best. That's great. It's expensive, though. I only had the free one because I... I don't have enough. Once you hit 2,000, you can yeah. get up to 2,000 and then you got to pay. Yeah. And I'm like a far cry from that. So, you know, what's cool. I use a fan bridge. So I've got, I said 8,000 now, but it's been up to like 16,000, but they've got 
a cool feature where they separate your fans into groups based on how much they click the stuff in your email. So if you've got a group that doesn't click anything in your email, you can just unsubscribe them. Or, or what I've done is I'll, I'll take that group and it could be thousands of people that just never click on the stuff in my email and I'll send out like a, um, a button that says, oh, to confirm your subscription, you know, click this button. So then if they don't at least click that they want to stay subscribed, then I can unsubscribe them and save money. Because right. there's no, no reason to spend money sending them emails every month. That's a very good point. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. It is. I didn't know it is. I just... <laughs> I never thought about that because if you have like a free account like I do, I wouldn't want to be sending emails to people who didn't read them. Yeah. Because like, because under 2,000 is still valuable if all of them actually care about your mailing list. But if only 50 of them care, then might as well, well jettison the 1,000 that don't. You got to be careful though because you can't expect an open rate over above 25% would be like super incredible. So I'm saying I weed them out like long term. Like I can go in and filter, okay, they've been on the list for at least two years and they they haven't clicked anything in the last six months or whatever. Like, you know, I, so I can be really selective in the way I filter them out. So even super fans, quote unquote, super fans, which by the way, is a, they've segregated to a 400 person group in FanBridge. So mm-hmm. if I don't have a lot of credits left and I want to send out an important email to the people that are most likely to click, I can just send it to the super fans. But even they, you know, I'm, I'm not going to see an open rate above say 40 percent yeah 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 well that's something that's good to know though man yay (laughs) (laughs) all right dude well listen that was useful information well thank you glad to help all right take care dude cool see ya all right and that was promo theory with color theory brought to you by my lovely patreon supporters hampus ml and ken Giroux. hey we talked to ken Giroux last week because uh, also my patreon supporters uh can uh, participate in the listener call-in shows and uh you know that's it <laughs> anyways uh let's listen to a song and then maybe we'll uh we'll take a listener call today so here's a cool track brought to you uh by my lovely patreon supporter chatterack with the 1495 and pattern shift with the 1337 all right so what are we gonna play here's a track from cold beat Cold beat. And this, no, just once. <laughs> I don't want to confuse you guys. It's not called cold beat, cold beat. This is just cold beat with the track Love is a Stranger.
right, and that was Love is a Stranger by Cold Beat. And that's a cool track. I love that sound. I don't know what you call that, but uh, <laughs> somebody let me know. Anyways, that was uh, brought to you by my lovely Patreon supporters. Of course, we will never forget the immortal Chris Lane. And then there's Fraser Davidson, Knight of Ducks, and Andrew Benson. Thanks, guys. And don't forget, you can uh, check out all the links of all the artists I feature. So if you listen to the show on SoundCloud, or if you're one of the five people who listens to the YouTube one, <laughs> there's a bit of a discrepancy. And the show is also on Spotify. Spotify, by the way. Don't forget that the show is on Spotify. But yeah, if you're on SoundCloud, just click the more info button and then you'll see all the links of all the artists I feature on the show. And then don't forget also... Um, if you check out beyondsynth.com, we've got the Synthwave Artist database on there. Although I think I'm just going to change the name to the Beyond Synth database at some point. Obviously now there's a, there's a lot of various sort of electronic artists featured on that list. And I don't want to pigeonhole anybody if they're like, Well, my music's more like dark wave and tropical wave than synthwave per se. I don't know who that guy is, but he's upset that he's been pigeonholed. <laughs> let's, uh, here, let's take a listener call. All right, well, who's this on the line? Well, this is uh, Mess. This is my first name, and uh, I'm a really big fan of your show, so I think this is really awesome. Well, thanks, dude. Mad. How do you say your whole name? You actually said it on your show a while ago. Did I fuck it up? No, it was actually pretty okay. Baron Christensen, right? Yeah. It's perfect. You pronounce it even better than some of my Danish friends, so congratulations. <laughs> so what goes on in Denmark? What's, what's the life of Mads like? Mads is a cool name. Uh, thanks. Well, it's less cool when I tell you that the D is silent, I think. So it's not Mads. Oh. It's not like I'm a mad, mad dude, but Boo! thanks. Well, well uh, <laughs> <laughs> This call is over. So the D is silent? Yeah, it is. So it's just mess. Mass, like that? Mess. Do you mind if I still say Mads? No. You can <laughs> call me whatever you, you want. <laughs> do you mind if I maintain my ignorant stance and just say the thing I thought it was? Go ahead. Go ahead. Do your thing. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> so what's the deal, man? So you're a supporter of Beyond Synth. What, uh, how, how did you find the show? Sometimes I'm curious about how people find it. I listened to Dance with the Dead mm. on some guy's stream, a gaming stream. I heard their music and followed their Facebook. And when you did the show with them, they linked to it. And I, since I was a fan of their music, I think I thought I'd listen to the podcast. I've, I've never listened to a podcast before. So your show is the first and only podcast I've ever listened to. So that's how it started. I think it's around show 60, 70 or something like that. Don't listen to any other ones or else you'll <laughs> find out how shitty this one is. You see, and then it'll... No, it's... The, the sheen will go away. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> no, it's really, uh, it's really great. I have a 25, 30 minute bike ride on my way to work each day. And when there's a new show out, it keeps me entertained for a few days. Do you have nice, strong legs? Mm, <laughs> average, I think. <laughs> That's my go-to question. Whenever people tell me they ride bikes, <laughs> my next question is always, tell me about them. Well, I, I, I don't even know the parts of a leg. I was about to say hamstrings. That doesn't make sense. Well, I guess. I mean, yeah. What What's the back side of the the calves? Calves. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I have pretty strong calves. Yeah. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. So yeah. So what do you do, man? What's the life of Mads look like? For work, I'm uh, in Denmark. It's called an optometrist, optician. So I do eye tests. Okay. In a store in Aalborg, uh, which is the the city I live in. Just got done with my education in February, so it's sort of new, but liking it so far starting a new job in a week 
I like uh, that liquid they put in your eyes if you when you go to the optometrist that makes your pupils go all crazy with the light comes in. Yeah, I tried it a few times on the during the education, but we are not allowed to do it in the the store. So I've never had the pleasure <laughs> of doing that to anyone else. These are like different levels of optometry. Like you're at like are you just working in a store where you're selling glasses and it, it has to be like a physician optometrist who puts the liquid in the eyes or what? Yeah, exactly. So it's more or less. Yeah, retail job and with the added bonus of doing the eye test and helping people find the right solutions and such. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of like the mix of being able to help and use my education. And you get to bike to work. Yeah, kind of a new thing for me. I used to just take the bus, but, well, public transportation sucks. So I figured I would start riding my bike and I can decide when I want to go and sort of how fast I want to go, depending on how huge I want my calves to be. <laughs> that's all that matters. That's what, this whole thing should just be about getting like the biggest calves. Exactly. That's my main goal in life. <laughs> what do you do in your free time then, man, when you're not uh, optometrizing and uh, calf building? Well, I'm a gamer. I spend a lot of time on that. What's the big game at the moment? Rocket League, which is a game with cars where you play yep. soccer. So you have to push a big ball into a goal. Yeah, Rocket League is one of the few games that it's sort of like a hybrid sports game. But I actually like I'm not really big into sports games, but Rocket League I do enjoy playing oh you've tried it it's it's really fun it was a free game on playstation plus like two years ago it was one of like the first playstation plus free games yeah and i remember thinking like i don't know if i'll enjoy this and then and then like after a few rounds i was like actually this is really fun (laughs) like it's a fun game yeah totally i'm terrible at it but like it's fun (laughs) yeah it's really it has such a high skill cap so you can play it for fun if you suck and you can get really good at it and shit on people Mm -hmm. and i'm sort of somewhere in between i would say (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. but it's sort of my go-to game and I, i i just enjoy listening to synthwave music which has become a big passion of mine which a lot of is thanks to you well you're living the life man fucking yeah. <laughs> listening to synthwave yeah riding your bike playing rocket league <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to do all three things same time but well do you, do you have a nintendo switch <laughs> just do the bike without the hands thing yeah the old bike without the hands thing <laughs> it's a classic <laughs> uh but look we gotta listen to some music dude so let's go do that so here is a track brought to you by my lovely patreon supporters robert wolf and you mass baron christensen and sarah buchelman the queen of the patterson so let's listen to a track this is a cool one from danger mode from the album crime wave and this song is called crime wave
And that was Crime Wave by Danger Mode. And if you want to know the way to my heart, it is a cool arpeggio bass line. I'm a simple man. And that was uh, brought to you by my lovely Patreon supporters. In the $10 Club, Justin Armour, The Patch Bay, Rachel Buchelman, the sister of the Queen of the Pattersons, Digital Dreams, Elias Garnier, and Martin Lyrby. And I'm here right now. We're, we're just taking a listener call. Call, just cuz <laughs> and I'm talking to Mads Baron Christensen or Mass so yeah we were just talking about video games so what else uh, you know what are the other things that are important to you man like what about the music stuff the music part is really huge for me I, I've listened to a lot of different music in my life a lot of shitty music as well back in the days mm. and had a big thing with rock music I'm still a huge fan of Foo Fighters which is my all time favorite band well they make fun music don't wanna be a monkey <laughs> That's my impression of that song. That was great. Almost like (laughs) listening to Dave Grohl himself. I like Dave Grohl. He seems like a friendly guy. He's just the the good guy of rock and roll. Mm. He's really fun. They make great music. I'm a huge fan. The moral of the story is there's lots of good stuff out there. I want to say Mads. I was going to call you Mads with the D. You can can call me that. It's fine. So is Mads like a common name? Yeah, it's a pretty common name. It's usually in the top ten of Danish boy names all the years I can remember. So a pretty common name. Yeah. Is that where Mads Mikkelsen comes from? Yeah, he's from he's from Denmark. He's probably our biggest film star ever, I would say. Well, that dude's cool. I like that guy. Yeah, he's really cool. Yes. I still have to watch season three of uh, Hannibal, but he was cool in that show. Yeah, he, he did well. A lot of the things that he was filming were in like the Toronto area. I always thought it'd be funny to, if I bumped into him, but I don't really... Just go, hey, Mads! I know you. You'd have to trespass and like sneak in from behind. Mm. That would be kind of weird. Hey, man, nothing weird about sneaking in from behind. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So what's what's the future hold for Mads Baron Christensen? Mm, Well, (laughs) the big thing I'm looking forward to is I'm going to the Midnight Show in February in Copenhagen. Mm, Cool. They are my favorite synthwave band. Well, they're very talented. Yeah, definitely. It was really cool to figure out that Tim, well, he's from Denmark as well. Yeah, he's funny because he's got one of those weird like hybrid accents where like (laughs) sometimes sometimes it's there and sometimes it's not. You know, like when people start to like Americanize and like you still know that there's an accent there, but then it kind of comes and goes. Yeah, well, when you're born in Denmark, lived in London, you're dad is Scottish and you live yeah. in the States, you get kind of confused, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's really cool dude and just so funny to think that growing up I watched his dad on television doing children programs. Oh, I didn't know that was a thing. We never, I never talked to him about that. No, I don't know if he doesn't like to mention it or what, but uh, yeah, his dad did the TV in the 80s, early 90s, I think. His name... It's Tom McEwen. So Tim and Tom. <laughs> Sounds well, look like at that. See, I'm, I'm learning more. I'm learning more about the Midnight from talking to you than I am from talking to them. Mind you, like <laughs> that's cool. Whenever I talk to the bands, we often don't talk too much about their music or themselves, and we just end up talking about video games. Yeah, that, that's really the cool thing about your show. It's just the perfect mixture of things that I like. You talk about series and movies and music, of course, and games and just random stuff. It's just so great, really. I'll send you a backpack full of uh, Beyond Synth business cards, and when you ride your bike, you can just fucking throw (laughs) them at the back. Yeah, just throw them at people. Yeah, man. I can do that. I'll still be able to have one hand on the 
the steering wheel. Yeah, man. One, one hand on the switch, one hand on the uh, the backpack <laughs> with the fucking uh, business cards. Just a whole lot of crashing, I suppose. <laughs> I want to take uh, Denmark by storm. I can help yeah. with that. <laughs> it's important to me. <laughs> I'll bring them to the midnight show as well and just go stage diving and throw them around. I'll do just that. Just put them in the toilet. I think there was a few people who I, I gave... Uh, <laughs> I sent business cards to, they brought them out during synth shows, but they just put them all in the toilet, and it was really funny, because then someone else posted a picture, like, there's a Beyond Synth business card in the toilet, and like, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> wow, I've gone really far. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, dude, we can probably uh, wind this down here, but is there anything you want to say that we didn't talk about? A lot of things, but no, I think I mentioned a lot of the things I've was thinking about mentioning <laughs> that was a weird sentence <laughs> you're very analytical over there it's just like yes i accomplished the task uh, excellent <laughs> no this is the, i don't i don't think there's anything else really no this has been really cool well listen really it's good talking to you thank you for supporting Thanks. beyond synth maz do you say it like matt like you just don't say the d but is it does the s take on like a z sound is it like maz or is it mass more like mess mess, mess. Mess, Baron yeah. Christensen. Mess, mess. All right, man. Well, look, you have a great day. Yeah, you too, man. And uh, keep on listening to the show. I don't need to tell you that, do I? This is like, I'm turning this into a fucking pitch for my own show. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right, take care, dude. You can't, you can't keep me away. Yeah. <laughs> have a nice day. All right, and that was a listener call with Mads Baron Christensen, or Mass. I'm probably still going to say Mads because I'm stubborn. That was brought to you by my lovely Patreon supporters, Playmaker Media, Murat, Ashley Keegan, and fucking Slunks. So how about this? Let's listen to one more track, and then we will go chat with FM84. And I'm going to play a nice long one to keep the suspense going. So here's a track by Rude Audio, and this is To the Half Moon, the Rich Lane Remix.
All right, and that was To the Half Moon, the Rich Lane remix by Rude Audio from the album Rude Redux. And that was brought to you by my lovely Patreon supporters, Greg Smith, Blake Peterson, Tristan Waits, Trevor Reznik, Colin Bennett, who we're going to hear from in just a few minutes, Will Lowe, and Poly Digital. So thank you all for supporting Beyond Synth. Uh, you guys are the best. And if you want to be like them, you can go to beyondsynth.com and click on the support the show button to support the show. And now, let us go chat with FM84 and Ollie Ride, reporting live from an office building with all the lights off after their performance in Toronto. Enjoy! All right, so we are here with FM84 and Ollie Ride. We'll say hello, everyone. Hi, Andy. This is Cole from FM84. Hi, Andy. This is Ollie Ride. Are you seriously going to do it like this? <laughs> <laughs> uh, for anyone listening, Ollie is cu- we're currently sitting in a dark we're, we're office. In a da- we're in an office down in downtown Toronto. Yep. And I'm in the dark, lying down on an office desk, staring at the ceiling. So what's <laughs> happened is a lovely lady has brought us to a place where do I hear music playing? <laughs> no, no. Do you have music playing on your phone? No. Ollie's checking his social media profiles like, oh, if anybody Instagram me, hashtag Ollie Ride. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> I hear I hear like music. <laughs> is my fucking thing picking up music? <laughs> Hold on a second. <laughs> One of these microphones is like picking up fucking music like a radio station. <laughs> Anyways, look. All right, people are going to FM84. Yeah, people are going to live with it. So, we are in I swear this fucking thing is picking up a goddamn radio station. That's new. <laughs> is it yours? <laughs> <laughs> I'd leave it on. What kind of music is it? Like rap or something. Rap. It's not very Are you okay. Sure, it's not just in your head, Andy. Well, okay, hold on. I swear it, it to Christ, there's really some fucking degrees. shit going on here. <laughs> okay. Oh God, this is great. All right, look. <laughs> I've been looking forward to this. <laughs> <laughs> so we're right now in an office building, but all the lights are off because I can't even explain what's happening. So like the power has been minus disconnect. strike. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so look, um, here's the bottom line. God, this rap is fucking <laughs> distracting the shit out of me. I'm like, what microphone is receiving the rap music oh. right now? I can't even tell. Is it the fucking... Is it the... It's one man struggle to operate a microphone. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> just for the record, we can't hear this rap. Ollie and I are just like chilling in this dark room and Andy's got headphones on and claims he can hear rap. All right, okay. I think I got this. Okay. I hope. So just a warning to uh, everyone listening, I apologize. For some reason, my recorder is picking up radio signals. I don't really know why. Uh, it's never done this before, so hopefully if it stops, if you guys listening, if you hear uh, like a radio station silently uh, in the background, I apologize. Anyway, that's neither here nor there because we're here with FM84, Call and uh, Ollie Ride. And I, uh, you know, I still feel weird calling you Call. I want to call you Colin. Colin's fine. 
that's what my mom and dad call me. Okay. But I thought Colin was, I think we said this before, Colin's like, Colin used to be the name in the 80s, like for just crap TV commercials. Like, oh, Colin. <laughs> and, I, I, and it was just always associated with the idiot. And like any movies, mm. so I thought for for, like for the name associated with everything before, I'll go for Call because it's cooler. So, you, but you can call me Colin. We're friends. But it's great to meet you too, Andy. Finally, face to face. Yeah, man. Well, this was fun, and you guys put on a great show. Thank you. It makes me uh, really happy. And I was telling uh, Ollie in the uh, in the green room. You know, I'm, I'm not really too good at being sincere because uh, there's a certain cheesiness about the way I <laughs> way I say things. But it makes me truly happy to see this stuff performed live. So you've been doing a tour. So what date is this on the tour? Day two. This is day two. Yeah, we played. Uh, it's only four day two. We played uh, Brooklyn. Last night in New York, and uh, very early tomorrow we're up. We're heading to Chicago, and then we're off to Dallas on Sunday. So, and that's us done. Four dates. So, what time's your flight? Do you have a flight today? Yeah, our flight. Well, our flight tomorrow is twelve fifty. I think we're heading to Chicago. Yes, morbid thinking about it. You know, Ollie, you can talk right into that thing. I want you to. <laughs> Ollie needs to. Sa- Ollie needs to save his voice. Ollie's been cranking it hard for two nights in a row now. So Ollie's going to whisper for the all right, rest. All right, all right, Ollie, you just watch this. You just whisper, and I will. Uh, I'll just turn your microphone up here. Hey, I'm strong arms. <laughs> <laughs> it's so romantic in here. It's so dark. Well, this is so bizarre because like, <laughs> what the listener needs to understand is we are, we're in an office building. We're on, what, the fifth floor. The lights, I guess, are on sort of a timer, so we don't have any. But it's awesome because, like I said, it looks like the last scene from Fight Club. It does, kind of. It does. Are you expecting to look out the window and see a couple buildings uh, tumbling down? Maybe. I don't know. Well, there's smoke come out or something. No, that's just a chimney. It looks cool, though. <laughs> I like it. I've never sat in an office in the dark. Yeah, it's always weird to me because I'm not a serious guy. So like being in an office in general is always weird to me. And I've worked in a damn office before. I remember like when I when I first moved to Toronto, I was a temp for a while. Anyway, look, let's listen to some music and then we will uh, we'll continue our conversation. How about that? So let's listen to this track from uh, FM 84. This is uh, Running in the Night by FM 84.
that was FM 84 with the track Running in the Night featuring uh, Ollie Ride. And I'm here with FM 84 right now when we're in a dark office on the fifth floor of some office building with the lights out. I'm here with Colin Bennett, uh, the music master of FM 84, and Ollie Ride, the lovely singer. So Colin, I mean, because you've been doing this music you know, in your studio for the longest time. So talk about uh, transferring the act live. Interesting. Yeah, it's basically, it's a process of stripping back the tracks um, a little bit so it works as the, the, the tracks are pretty dense and then separating out, out all the parts I know I can play live. <laughs> <laughs> basically, that's it. Um, and everything else goes into a mix down and then I, I play as many parts as I can and I change between about three different instruments per track and um, that's pretty much it. And then we've got the Ollie pretty much killing it on vocals every night and, the ollie uh, yeah. the, o- the ollie sorry sorry the ollie like and we've also got chris, we've also got chris huggett who's a native torontonian mm. is that is that is that a word canadian canadian yeah i think he's been bouncing between uh here and la i yeah, believe but uh, he's he's amazing he's been just so good on the tour and the, the great thing about chris is like he doesn't just slam over the tracks he adds the elements in a live show you know like Jupiter we did tonight had just this incredible rhythm syncopated rhythm and then just all these other moments he brings to the tracks just adds to that live experience so that it's less of just someone sort of slamming over a track and yeah I never ever thought of doing this live when when I wrote this album but it was an interesting challenge but uh it's been fun and it seems to work reasonably well so well the crowd was happy about it they were i mean yeah it, toronto i've got to say like the toronto crowd was off the charts tonight they were just so warm so just oh they're singing along oh it's just really fantastic and that's not to say that new york wasn't last night new york was amazing as well but there's an extra level of craziness up here it was really amazing yeah what makes me happy is that i just i didn't know this would happen it's the same thing I thought when the Midnight played here. I was like, what the fuck is going to happen? Like, what what's going to happen when synth pop comes to town? You know, like pure synth wave. You, we talked about this before, you know, artists like Perturbator, Dance with the Dead, Carpenter Brute, you know, that they've got this sort of metal audience crossover. Yep. I mean, Dance with the Dead are pretty much metal now anyways. I mean, like their live performance is like just pure metal. So when it's an actual like just pure synth wave act comes to town, like I got nervous about it. I'm just like, you know, are people going to show up? And then I was like so happy, you know, like... The midnight they sold out their two nights and uh, and you guys i mean this place was fucking packed tonight the room was full people were happy to see you people were singing along i mean it was just it's just awesome yeah it's amazing like the support i think you know we're all independent artists we're not signed to labels you know and it's incredible that we can come to new york we can come to toronto chicago all sold out and it's just kind of mind-blowing and we're really humbled by that and we don't take it for granted so uh, if anybody's listening that comes to any, it's come or is coming to any of the shows um, really really appreciate it I've still got a day job <laughs> maybe I'd love to do this full time and expose everyone coming out to shows like this makes that kind of thing more possible yeah um, so yeah just really appreciate it thank you you're welcome Ollie I <laughs> I'll take credit for it. Um, Ollie, well, what about you? Uh, what's the difference or what uh, What do you do to prepare for the like the live shows versus, uh, you know, just recording in studio and stuff? With studio stuff, it's a very solitary process that takes place at home in the confines of safety. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it's a completely different sort of discipline purely because in a studio environment or a uh, writing the songs you you can sort of figure out where you're going with the tracks and sort of give it your all and then when you're sort of translating it into a live scenario it just requires 
without sounding too preachy, he's just got to make sure that there's enough gas in the tank to actually do it. So forgive me for sounding a little bit hoarse. And I, I like to go hell for leather live. Yeah. Um, and, I, you know, I warm up and I've, I've got throat coats and all that sort of stuff. But live, I, I just... I mean, most songs can be sort of performed standing still, but it's just not my sort of style. Yeah. I think that they need to be delivered in that particular way. Yeah. So how different is it then, you know, when you're on stage? Because obviously, like, you're very, uh, you're animated on stage. You have, like, a great uh, stage presence. Thank you. <laughs> you- <laughs> <laughs> Cole didn't think so. <laughs> He's laughing at me. <laughs> sorry, God, uh, sorry. While all this talking, I was just checking. I got a text message from my wife. And she says, how for Toronto is going well. And freaking autocorrect changes amazing to Amazon. So, there you go. <laughs> so brilliant. Thanks, autocorrect. Sorry. Right, sorry, we were really interrupted there by my so- colleague. I'm sorry, Ollie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you know, so when you're on stage versus when you're in studio, because obviously when you're in studio, you get to just sort of stand yeah. in front of the mic. But on stage, you're sort of moving around. So like, is it is it harder? Is it tricky? What about like, you know, like just hitting the notes and stuff? I, I automatically think, oh... Why did I choose to sing it in this key? Write it in this key? Right. I said I'm just being a drama queen. I, I think, um, <laughs> which is fitting. I suppose the challenge is is that every single song's a belter. <laughs> yeah, I, there's I, not really a kind of. There's, there's no place to hide. In fact, all, all of the songs that have vocals on, you know, they're all in the original keys, bar one, which is Wild Ones. I, I do take that down, and that's that's down. That's only a tone down, so it's still. I swear. Sure. Still fucking high, you know, people... Oh, I didn't know you were going to say that word. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Do you want another? (laughs) Shit. (laughs) Yeah, let's just say all the swear words we know. Bugger. (laughs) Uh, So, um, yeah, that's the only... There's certain moments in the songs that I'm like, oh, fucking hell, it's not where you sort of sit back on the lilo. It's just like, Mm. take a deep breath and, and make sure that you've got the goods. Yeah, but I've also, I mean, this is only what show four now out of the t- the, the, the yep. whole sort of show live four existence. Of the for live existence. So I've so I, I have figured certain doing them live, performing them live. I have sort of figured different ways of delivering them. Right. So it, it's not so strenuous, but also I just like to throw myself into it, and sometimes that's to my detriment because sometimes I get overexcited. Yeah. All right. Well, how about this? Uh, let's uh, listen to a song, and then we'll uh, we'll keep chatting. So here is FM eighty four with the track "Don't Want to Change Your Mind," featuring Ollie Ride. It's not too dark with feeling that my head's against the wall. And you're waiting by the
And that was FM 84 with the track Don't Wanna Change Your Mind featuring Ollie Ride. And I'm here right now in a very dark room with FM 84, Colin Bennett, and Ollie Ride. So we were just talking about singing. Uh, you know, Ollie, you were talking about uh, your vocal stuff. So I'm just wondering from you, Colin, when you get the vocals, I mean, like, do you because obviously on stage, like all these hitting all the notes and stuff. So, you know, there's some some pure talent going on. But like uh, how much processing or how much do you do to the vocals, you know, once you get them? Like, do you do much or? No, um, Ollie does um, all the kind of vocal mixing, his side. Um, so and he sends me through the stems that he records. Um, often he sends me dry and wet, wet with reverb. Mm. Um, and yeah, I, I take his... Um, and then I put it through sort of EQs and a few other things just to get it to fit into the mix. And uh, yeah, I don't mess about with it too much because it's usually pretty awesome. Ollie's a really good songwriter and producer in himself, so uh, it doesn't need that much work. But it just it just needs to fit into the the, the FM84 mix. But no, it's, it doesn't take much at all, and it always sounds ace. Yeah, so that must be nice. Oh yeah, he's a pro. <laughs> he's a pro. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Thank you. Now it's always nice to hear. So. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> Unlike me, it's amateur hour over here. <laughs> no, you want to. You want to. He's great. You want to be doing a good job. So, uh, uh, talk a bit about you know, because Colin, like obviously, you you've been on the show before, yeah, and you were uh, one of the first uh, supporters of Beyond Synth, yeah, and I still pay you every month. Yeah, and my wife goes, "What the fuck is this? <laughs> you guys, why, have- why do you pay Andy last ten bucks every month?" I was I- like. <laughs> I had a funny experience last week that was very similar to that. I don't know if I should say this on air, but whatever. I I, I met one of my Patreon supporters, and his wife was there, and she had a different interpretation of the Patreon relationship. (laughs) What, are you sort of of inferring there was some sort of sexual misconduct? Well, maybe inferring (laughs) that I owe more to this gentleman than just the program I'm delivering to the point where I think I've been talked into DJing a pool party or something for some wedding anniversary. I thought it was going to go more darker than that. (laughs) I was was, was fully expecting some sort of... He was actually expecting me to, I don't know, narrate a swingers party or something. Yeah, I mean, I give you 20 (laughs) bucks a month. I wouldn't mind a blowjob. You know, just one at least. (laughs) Oh, you've twisted my arm. (laughs) Oh, this podcast is just taking a dip. Mm. Wee! Alright, yeah, let's rein this in here. Let's bring it back. Let's bring it back. Focus. Jesus Christ. So the... (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, the point was I was trying to say a nice thing and then it got to twisted around so well it was me that twisted it so i don't think i can blame anybody else but me you'll try so (laughs) (laughs) sorry (laughs) come on i'm off the clock now anyway look all right so taking it back to the live show here i mean you guys are pretty much you know doing it yourselves which is pretty crazy like i I don't want to use the term winging it but you guys are essentially doing like all the work for this whole tour right flying very close to the wind I mean, I was t- I was talking to you about it earlier. We we're partnered with the UTA, United Talent Agency, and they're responsible, obviously, for curating shows and making sure that we get paid and all that sort of stuff. However, there's a whole sort of bible of responsibilities and materials, and I don't know, bible is the appropriate word, but <laughs> dossier. I don't know, something paper related. Yeah, you know, ordinarily not to toot my own trumpet. But um, in the past when I've toured, you know, there's been more of an entourage and, uh, you know, various people 
taking the responsibility of you, you know you have your front of house you have your lighting design and merch person mm-hmm. however in this circumstance it's a lot more challenging because we're on two different sides of the globe mm. we're flying into every city it's only a small tour so you know between the bo- both of us we, we, you know we've, we've been pretty organized but it, it's just it is a it is a heck of a lot of work and I yeah, think, I wouldn't uh, say we're winging it. I think we're putting a lot of work into it. I think oh, there's been and we're also investing back into the shows as well. You know, we're trying to book in light, you know, lighting that's not, you know, not house lighting to make the show feel even more amazing. Sure. Because, you know, people are paying to come and see us. We want to put on a good show. We want people to come and love it and, and you know, in the future come back. So, yeah, I mean, we're doing it all ourselves. We don't have a manager. I mean, there's no manager for the band. We do it all, you know, do mm. it all ourselves. Well, that, that's in review. <laughs> yeah, next, although, although to be honest, uh, yeah, next time there's yeah. definitely going to be a freaking entourage because there's it's, no way. I, I now I now completely understand how Tim and Tyler have got their wonderful entourage to help them get stuff done, and we were at their but, show. But by the same token, it, it wasn't like that at the start, and um, yeah, you know, we we talk about this a lot, but it's just in the whole sort of cycle of things and um, where the shows have come at that that point. I think firstly we weren't expecting. I don't know if we were expecting the reception. You sort of hope for the best, and you know it's good, and people enjoy it, but you, you don't expect such positivity and you know in turn when when you notice that tickets sell quickly there's more of an impetus to to sort of put back and it is as much about putting on a a great experience and and, and wanting them to well hoping that they'll come back yeah and um yeah i I think definitely next time for especially for more i mean fucking hell if we were doing like 10 15 dates Mm. i mean we'd be fucked (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> with, with, with <laughs> no, literally, rogered senselessly yeah. over this table, probably. <laughs> but uh, no, it, it's, it's it's a tremendous amount of work. But we've also there's there's been a hell of a lot of planning. I mean, this this was booked months ago, and the discussions were at the start of the year. So we, we, no, we're not winging it. But um, okay, I feel like I've used the wrong phrase. Yeah, you, so. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Who is this guy? What I mean is just that you two are doing all the work yourselves. We're doing it all ourselves, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, is there a word for that? I don't know. In my head, winging it was the word, but no, I feel that was winging wrong. Winging it sounds like you're just making it up as you go along. Right. And like we literally turned up tonight with no plan whatsoever. We did. Yes, you are very <laughs> meticulous gentlemen. Okay. I'd like to make that clear for everyone. Meticulous, confused gentlemen. <laughs> well, look, uh, I want to listen to another song, and we are going to do that right now. This, of course, is uh, probably my favorite. I love this song. You know I do. I was telling you that earlier, Ollie, in the, in the green room. Room, uh, but uh, this is Wild Ones by FM84 featuring Ollie Ride. Standing on a skyline, watching all the cars go, sleeping in the daylight, losing all control. I can sense
that was FM 84 with the track Wild Ones featuring Ollie Ride. Uh, that is one of the best uh, songs there is. I love it. And I'm here right now in uh, an office building with all the lights turned off with uh, FM 84, Colin Bennett and Ollie Ride, who is laying on a table trying to preserve his voice after a, a fun show. And I think, you know, it's weird because like I sit here and I, and I say I'm surprised that people are going to turn out and I, I don't know what the audiences are going to be like. But when the foundation is just great music, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, Ollie, your voice is great. Obviously, you bring the goods. You're a great performer. And Colin, like, obviously, like, the music is awesome. You make wicked music. Thanks, Andy. So you can do the sincerity thing. No, I can be sincere. I just can't look people in the eye, you know? <laughs> I have difficulty looking people in the eye when I'm being sincere with them. I think we just try to write good songs, you know? I think Ollie, you know, my production coupled with Ollie's songwriting and amazing lyrics... It just, I think it's just a recipe for, well, you know, try, all we're trying to do is make a good tune. Mm-hmm. You know, and if we don't love it, why would anyone else love it? So yeah, yeah. we try to just make stuff we love and put it out there. It's the same with, like, if we don't feel excited you know, rehearsing it and yeah. going through and don't think it looks fab, then you can't expect anybody else to. You know, certain bars have been set, and I think um, now more artists from the scene are venturing out into a live scenario. Mm-hmm. No, you want to be at the front of the pack. So that's why we take the time to plan it. And, you know, obviously within this context, it's not like Wembley Stadium or anything. Mm. However, it's how do you take that mentality and shove it in a 400 capacity venue? Yeah. And also, I think the audiences, I think, are more dedicated, like these sort of smaller audiences, because I think, you know, you just said Wembley Stadium. I just think, you know, obviously that must be like a great rush to play in front of all those people. But, you know, when someone plays a venue that big, that not everybody is there because they really care, because at that point, it's like a it's a spectacle and it's a show. You know, they get tickets because it's a big show. You know, fill up a place like this, you know, all these people, you know, who are here tonight, we're here to see you. You know, it's not like because they heard about it on the radio and were like, oh, that might sound interesting. You know, like everyone here today was here to see you guys because they they love your music. And it's great because up until last week, I didn't know that the audience would be here and I was worried and I was like, oh no, you know, I don't want them to come to Toronto and then fucking only like seven people show up and then I look like a fucking asshole. You know, (laughs) not that I represent the city, but it's just that, you know, I want you guys to come back. I want music like this to to keep coming to the city. Yeah, you you never really know. I mean, in the album cycle, it's been two and a half years since Atlas. And this is kind of the last hurrah for the album. It's essentially, you know, we, we played two shows last year with Midnight and we wanted to, you know, take the show to the East Coast and also, you know, get up into Canada too. Mm-hmm. So this, this is essentially the last, you know, the last pass uh, of the album. And, we, you know, because it's two and a half years ago, we we're kind of worried that a lot of people have moved on and, you know, maybe we weren't so interested in, in coming to the live shows. But the great news is they are. And, and it's just great. the passion of the people that are turning up and the enthusiasm. Um, people still love the album. And it's, it's, a, it's a nice feeling that you, you've written something new. You know, two and, a, well, two and a half years ago, that still connects. You know, to this day, people are still playing it every day, and it's it's cool, and it's 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 kind of humbling actually. So, how does it feel for you? Because I mean, you know, when when were you on the show last? I don't know. It's maybe um, we we actually we did the podcast just like it was not the day before Atlas came out, or the day it was around about that time. I think it was right. the day after the day before. So, considering you know where it started, you know where you were when we last uh, talked versus now, I mean, just how does it feel to play in front of a room of people who are just there to see you? Oh, it's 
it's the stuff of dreams. I mean, I think everyone that writes and produces music hopes that everyone listening at home loves it. But then you, the live experience brings that kind of the enjoyment people have of your music and the love of it into that room, and the people are right in front of you. You know, just soaking it all up and loving every moment. And there's no greater feeling than than seeing people right in front of you connecting with the music you've made. So yeah, it's it's just amazing that music essentially wrote in a bedroom, home studio, um, <laughs> is. Uh, is thanks. I always put the thumbs up there. Yeah, sorry. I need to get my terminology correct. Thanks, Ollie. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really humbling. I mean, of course, we're, we're not signed to a label. We don't have a big, you know, fancy management team. You know, no radio stations are playing our music. There's there's generally you know no one cares. But there's this amazing scene out there that are really into like retro inspired music that just is so passionate and you know wants to come to the shows and support the bands that are doing it all themselves. And it's amazing. So I don't know. It's just it's mind blowing to think that something I started doing, you know, essentially three years ago. I think Los Angeles EP was 2015. Has、mm. now kind of turned into this thing that we can sell out shows, you know, in cities across America. I mean, wow! It's like a weird, you know, cliche dream come true, and it is. It's it's pretty amazing, and maybe someday I can turn it into a full time thing. Yeah, <laughs> would be, be kind of cool, but、um, for the time being, not not just yet. Well, what I've learned is if you're comfortable on living on very low money,、yeah. that's the way to do it. Because you know, I've got the Patreon for Beyond Synth, and then I also supplement that because I sort of run a, a daddy daycare. You run a daddy daycare, sort of. <laughs> With all the swearing? Well, I don't swear in front of the kids. I mean, at least I try not to. I think I think you'd be fun, actually. No, I'm no fun at all. I'm mostly just tired. Oh, Ollie's perked back up here. Ollie was laying <laughs> on the table, and all of a sudden he just bounced back up. Wait, 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 wait. You run a daddy daycare? No, I've got, I've got a son. <laughs> People leave their children with you. Okay, I've got a son who's seven. <laughs> no, I, I I don't know. I'm just being an. Oh、um, no no no! You're right to say that. Oh right. Okay. <laughs> I use the term daddy daycare because of that stupid film. But basically, what it is is I just sort of do a favor for a few parents. You Just can't pick their kids up directly after school. They're friends of my sons, and they just come over and play video games until their parents can collect them. But look, the bottom line is this: you're a cool guy. I'm looking at Ollie. He's a cool, exhausted guy. What does the future hold for you two cats?、Um, we're going to consummate the marriage next week, <laughs> <laughs> and then、um, we're working towards a new album next year. Yeah. So yeah,、um, April. Ooh. So is there a stuff in the works? Yeah. A few things going on,、mm. um, but yeah, we're just we're just、um, trying out a few things, trying to develop and evolve the sound. I mean, Ollie's got his、uh, going to dig your new album.、Uh, Ollie's got his brand new solo album coming out.、Mm, this、exciting. is this guy's got to work. Guy's、yeah. got to work, <laughs> and so yeah, he's been done. So yeah, we're、It's、we're just、really、we're just、good. cruising towards getting <laughs> getting a new album. And the cool thing is, the album's going to be out three years to the day since the first album, twenty、yeah. fifth of April. 2019.、Yeah. Wait, Ollie, your solo one or the、uh, the new FM84? No, the FM84 one. The solo. When's the solo one coming out, Ollie? That Do you want to say that, on that one's coming out the end of November? So sort of birthday season for me. There you go.、So、it's sort of like a self congratulatory, well done. When's your birthday? Thirtieth <laughs> of November. Oh, so you're a Sagittarius. Oh yeah, we were talking about star signs and all that sort of.、Mm, I'm a Scorpio. I'm an Aries. I literally have no idea what the significance of. All that matters is Scorpio is the coolest one because no, it's, it's Scorpio. No. no, it's Scorpio, man. Because it's Scorpio. It's called Scorpio. It's a cool word. It's a cool thing to be. Scorpion from Mortal Kombat. He's got a spear. Oh yeah, yeah, he's pretty cool. Didn't he die though? Yeah, he did die. That's the whole point. He's an undead skeleton ninja. You know, he wants to revenge against Sub Zero for killing his clan. Anyway, I, I know a little bit too much about、uh, Mortal Kombat. That's okay. But look, how about this? We'll wind this down because I think we、uh, we got to go soon. But how about we listen to a track, Ollie, from your solo? 
uh, album coming up. So this is a cool one. This is a track called The Driver featuring The Night Hour.
And that was The Driver by Ollie Ride, featuring The Night Hour. And I'm here with Ollie Ride right now. He's just laying on a table and Colin Bennett, FM84. And uh, let's, uh, you know, let's end this on a happy note here because we're in an office. I think we're about to get fucking kicked out of, which is probably good. It's a little spooky in here. I think it's kind of pretty ambient. I like it. It's been relaxing. It's been such an epic night. I feel like we're a bunch of high school kids who like snuck into an abandoned building to s- smoke I, some I reefer. It does feel like that. You know what I mean? Reefer? Like Do they say reefer in England? <laughs> um. <laughs> you could have even said doobie. Yeah, I could have. What other ways can I sound like a fucking 50-year-old man? I don't, I don't know. I mean, I haven't smoked in years. Like, I, I can't. I don't have the right disposition. Like, I just get paranoid. But, you know, you get older. And when you have kids, you got to be a responsible dad. You know what that's like. Yeah, I do. My little my little baby was six months old just on the first day of the tour. He's so cute. I'll, I'll, I'll show you a photo after the after we finish recording. Yeah, let's exchange baby photos. Yeah. Although, I don't think I have any on my phone. Should we should post them. I should just post one every day on the FM84 Twitter feed. The fans will love that. Oh, you'll see, man. The fans are funny sometimes. You know, I remember when... <laughs> You know, Tim from The Midnight, because he runs the uh, the Instagram and the Facebook, and he posted that he got a new TV, and then all the people like <laughs> who were following the post were just like so upset at him. For, <laughs> and he was just happy because he got a new TV. <laughs> you can't enjoy the pleasures of modern conveniences. Yeah. <laughs> fucking hell. It's that's fucking nuts. Jesus. Here's my dog. What the fuck's this? Oh, people are funny, man. Yeah, that's a word. Anyway, look, we got to... <laughs> Here, let's, let's wind this down on a, uh, on a lovely uh, message of hope. How about that? Okay. For me? <laughs> yeah, well, I, I can't do it. I have none. Hope for the FM84 future, just future of life. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, we can go super deep. Let's not do that. We'll be here for the rest of the night. <laughs> <laughs> well, the lights are already off. I feel like we're about to have a sleepover or something. We may have to. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, you know, what does the future hold? Future hold? Um, a killer. I'm gonna. Uh, yeah, you t- you take this one, Ollie. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not sure what to well, say here. Firstly, to end all the speculation, our partnership will be consummated. So it's gonna. No longer will it be FM84 and this other guy that sang that song once. <laughs> Is there a ring involved? The ch- oh, no, or inverted commas, the chick who sang Running in the Night. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me. Which never, get, never gets old. Never gets old. Never gets old. It's never gets like, old. Like, but there's such a spectacular right irony in all of that. Cause it's just she like, should get oh. such beautiful facial hair. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're a very pretty girl, Ollie. Uh, oh, God. All the, all the guys back in the day <laughs> sung in the stratosphere, didn't they? Mm. No, um... So firstly, it's going to, there's going to be the end of that confusion. It's just going to be under one umbrella. Sure. M-A-T, Ollie. No. M-A-T, Ollie. M-A-T, Ollie. We're rebranding. Yeah. So M-A-T-4, with that, there'll be the Atlas follow-up. Yep. The second album. And in combination with that, there's lots of coupling and combinations. We will, um, we will announce, uh, more substantial tool to support that yeah so it's going to be more music more live more fun I, no honestly I can't wait it's it's going to be really really exciting you said earlier on Ollie quality not quantity yeah exactly so we don't want to pump stuff out like it's you know every month like we want to take the time and craft something that people yeah, like are going to be listening people, to in another three yeah. years time <laughs> no, <laughs> no um, I mean we're, we're blessed as well because obviously Atlas is sort of stuck with people mm-hmm. yeah so thank you you, know, you don't want to kind of rush into you know just 
chucking some old banal dog rule together and expecting it to stick. Yeah, yeah. And also, it's like, if you haven't got anything to say, don't say it at all. So, All right, well, look, before we go, Ollie, look me right in the eye and sing Wild Ones while you stare directly into my eyes and hit all the high notes. I, I'd love to do that. <laughs> <laughs> you you had that earlier. That's true. No, I would like to. I, honestly, I'd voice, like to. But, uh, as, as, as people can probably hear, I'm sounding like um, some sort of grufty soap opera character. All right. Well, look, it was uh, lovely to see you guys live. It's awesome to have you. Thanks for coming to Toronto. Thanks, Andy. And uh, keep on doing awesome things. And uh, yeah. Do you want just uh, each of you to say like a goodbye sentence? Um, I'll yeah I'll just just say thanks again to all the fans that support independent music and I'll keep saying this forever um, it just means the world you know yeah thank you I concur with that statement <laughs> <laughs> alright awesome. guys thanks thank so much you, Andy no, seriously thank and it's you great so to much. finally meet you in person yes no this is awesome yeah. alright cheers God, Andy good looking what yep <laughs> <laughs> And that was my conversation with FM84. Thank you all for listening to the show. Only a few more left before season six wraps up. I don't think I've ever done a buildup like this before. This is exciting. Do you feel excited to have like this one month buildup where I just talk about how the season's coming to a close and there's all these exciting things happening? And then like when season seven starts, the show will be exactly the same. <laughs> Anyway, uh, it was great to uh, to talk with um, Colin and Ollie in person, and we will be talking to them again, obviously, because, as he said, they're dropping an album in the new year, and so I'll, I will gladly have them back to talk about that. Maybe even just have Ollie on sometime, just to do a proper Ollie episode. If you want to know Ollie's grooming techniques or something, then you can uh, tune in to the, the Ollie-specific show. Maybe we'll record one next year. And uh, look, everybody, have a lovely weekend. Thank you a lot for listening to the show. Thank you a lot. That doesn't sound right. Thanks very much for listening to Beyond Synth, and I will catch you guys next week for some more cool music and cool chat on this very cool show. No, that's still not a good enough catchphrase. What if I just steal someone else's catchphrase? I think that's what I'll do from now on. <laughs> Am I allowed to do that? Okay, I'll catch you next week on Beyond Synth. I'm loving it. Thanks for Thanks for listening to Beyond Synth. If you would like to support Beyond Synth, please visit patreon.com forward slash beyond synth. And don't forget to check out Beyond Synth on Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud, YouTube, and Instagram. If you want to submit your music for the show, please email it to beyondsynth at gmail.com. Have a lovely day.